Oh, we bless you this morning. We bless you. We thank you, Jesus. last week and um, we're seeing the believer's authority. How many of you enjoyed last week? Last week, bless you. Just lift your hands. Praise God. Alright, we are continuing from where we stopped last week and um, I need you to understand when we said the believer's authority, the believer is anyone who has believed the gospel. A believer is anyone who has Believe the gospel. That word believer is a status. It's a status of the believer. It means this is my status. That is, I have come to a place where I have believed the gospel and now this is now my status. That is now, I am now a believer. Are you following what I'm saying carefully? Because in Mark 15, Mark 16 verse 15, it says, Go into the world and preach the gospel. Whosoever believes. So that is when you believe, a status has been accompanied with your belief. So that shows you are now a believer. And what do you believe? You believe in the death, in the burial, in the resurrection of Christ. Those three major facts shows you and make you come to the comprehension of your status. A lot of people can be in the church world for years 
But immediately you have not believed. If you haven't believed that Jesus died for your sins, Jesus was buried for your sins, and Jesus raised again from your sins, as simple as that is, you are not yet a believer. When is a man saved? A man is saved when he believes in the fact of the gospel. And what is the fact of the gospel? The death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. If you don't believe in those facts, you are still not yet a believer because those facts encompass our Christian faith. Are you following what I'm saying carefully? Yes, Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. It says that a communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I want us to take it gradually. The word communication there is from the Greek called koinonia. That is, it's the effectiveness or the communication or the fellowship of your faith becomes effectual. That word effectual is from the Greek word called elegis. That is, it is become more skillful of your faith by acknowledging. Acknowledging there is from the Greek word called epignosis. Epignosis means coming to the full comprehension, precise knowledge, precise, accurate understanding of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So a believer does not need more faith. No. When you are praying on the day, uh, if, you, if you can just increase your faith level, you will get this. No. A believer was born in faith. Faith came to you the very day you got born again. You believe the gospel even by faith. It says the word is nigh thee, even the gospel which we preach to you in Romans 10 verse 17. It says, and faith cometh by hearing. So when the faith come, it came the very moment you received the gospel. Faith coming by hearing. Don't let them deceive you and say, the more you keep hearing, 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 and hearing, is the more you keep having more faith. No, it is just static. Faith cometh by hearing. What is the faith? The faith of our Lord Jesus. So our hope is built on that faith that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ rose again. So the communication of our faith gets effective, gets better, gets more skillful the very moment you begin to come to the full precise understanding of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. If you don't understand what, has, what God has done in Christ Jesus for you, you will keep hopping from one place to another. Right. You will keep going from one place, looking for problem, paying money. Paying money to prophets, to pray, to pray for you. Is that not stupidity? For somebody to use their same mouth that you have to pray for you and you pay money. Stupidity. You pay somebody money, they will not say, the person will not say, I will fast for you. The Bible says the gift of God is without condition. Yes. It says freely I will receive, freely shall you give. Some people were hopping all around, going to prophets, looking for one prayer, going for one prayer meetings to another, killing the powers of their father's house. Is that not stupidity? At 2019. Praise God. <laughs> Are we in church this morning? So you need more knowledge. Your faith will not work if you 
don't have knowledge of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. Your faith gets better the very moment you come to the comprehension of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. So a believer is not lazy. A believer is not somebody that just stays all around and be looking for miracle to watch. You have to get skillful with your Bible. You have to get skillful with study. Paul was telling Timothy, he said, study to show yourself approved unto men. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So Bible study is not just reading carefully, it's not just skimpy reading. It is study. The Bible says in Luke 22, verse 20, Luke 25, I mean, verse 25, it says, when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, all fools love about to believe, all the prophet has said, ought not Christ to have raised again the third day. The Bible says, I'm beginning from Moses and all the prophets. He began to expound unto them. Expound is the way we got our word, exegesis. Jesus began to dissect the word for them. Jesus began to show them. I thought when Jesus rose again from the dead, all he would say was, guys, hell <clears throat> is not easy. <laughs> I went through that place and I suffered. See my hand, see my face. He did not rely on his own personal experience. He relied on the scriptures to explain the facts for them. He says he began for, for 40 days and 40 nights, the apostles were learning doctrine. The apostles were being schooled. So when they got to Acts chapter 2, I thought Mary should have been the first person to rise up and say, he was my son. Let me explain it for you. You guys don't understand. <laughs> He's my son. The Bible says in Acts 1-7 that Mary was found praying with them. So she too became a student of what happened to her son. She didn't rely on the experiences. She followed Jesus to the grave. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the very moment you start using your own experiences and say, hey, you know what happened to that person? It's happening to that person. It's not going to happen to you. Stupidity. Rely on what the scripture is saying. What has the scripture said about you? If he has said it, so it is. If Jesus relied on the scriptures, how much more was. Jesus did not rely on his experiences. He relied solely on what the prophet has said. And he believed it to be true. And it came to pass for him. We'll see it as we study more today. So the scriptures will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. You're not getting what I'm saying. The scriptures will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. The very moment you start putting your own impressions to it, you have missed it. Because it was written there. All scriptures were written by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So the very moment you start reading your mind to the scriptures, something is wrong. So that's why you have to pay attention to details. You have to be skillful. Are you guys getting what I'm saying this morning? So you need more knowledge. You need to find more of what has happened to you. What has happened to you as a believer? A lot of people just think that the very moment they believe the gospel, eh, I don't think it's enough. We still need to go for 30 days of deliverance and casting out of devil. Really? 
It says he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So where are you? I need to get to my topic. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Let's start doing Bible study service here. Praise God. <laughs> Come for Bible study, you know more. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the believer's authority. Are we ready to start it this morning? So we stopped somewhere last week. We said, what happened to the believer is what happened. What happened to Jesus, I mean, is what happened to the believer. And we studied last week, we said, the devil never got the authority in Genesis. He has never gotten that authority. We've always had it, but the very moment we got, we became born again was the very moment the authority was given to us. And we studied last week, we said, Genesis 1.26 was not talking to man. If he said, let us claim man in our own image, as you are seated there, are you in the image of God? Are you not the image of your parents? <laughs> So, please, let's study Bible well. <laughs> Genesis 1.26 was not talking about God creating Adam. Genesis 2.7 made us to understand that God created Adam there. He became a living soul there. Genesis 1.26 was a fulfillment of a promise that we happen in Christ. Amen. We studied much of that last week. Now, I want to kick it off from there. And you see, look at Romans 8.32. Look at Romans 8.32. And we studied... Whatsoever has happened to Jesus, happened to the believer. He says, he that spared not his own son. How did they not spare his own son? Calm down. Don't think they were flogging him. <laughs> he delivered him for death. That's all. He says, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? There is nothing withholding from the believer today. Listen to me. Knowledge is key. The reason why you've been so long in where you are is as a result of ignorance. If you don't understand what God has done in Christ Jesus for you, you will keep going around and you will still keep seeing yourself in cycle. Think of this. I mean, I mean every one of you is learned here. I want you to think of this. How do you explain a gospel that tells you to call for deliverance today? You come for deliverance today, and they tell you before you leave that it is not yet over. Does it make sense? And they tell you before you leave the place that come back again and re-register that there's still some issues you still need to deal with. So if they cannot, I like what Minister Media said in the women's conference. She said, who are they to deliver you? She be they say, God is the one that can deliver. Why not let us wait on God? Are we getting this? He says, how shall he not freely with us give us all things? The blessings of God became free by the sacrifice of Christ. What God has done became free by the sacrifice of Christ. When you see somebody telling you to come and pay money for certain things, it is not the gospel. Telling you so seed so that God can connect you to his source. Ah. <laughs> Please come and show it to me. I need it. <laughs> hey. Jesus paid, paid for the blessings that belong to us in Christ. Ephesians 1 3 says, We have been blessed. 
in all spiritual places in Christ Jesus. Hey. So we don't, so the very moment we became born again, we became blessed. <laughs> part of the package. Man of God, part of the package. <laughs> So now, watch carefully. Let's let's kick it off from there now. Let's see. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16. We are still studying the authority. 2 Corinthians 5 16. We are studying the authority. <clears throat> it says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. Now, watch carefully. In the four Gospels, we knew Christ after the flesh. We saw his works. We saw his antics. We saw what he did on the head between, 40, within his 33 years and a half days. That was his life account in the flesh. And now, the epistles... Now, let me give you a step back before I get to where I'm going to. The four Gospels were like eyewitness or an introductory to what we know today. The book of Acts are eyewitness accounts of the believers after Christ rose from the dead. The epistles are the explanation. Do you notice that when you were growing up, you hated anywhere from Romans to Jude? But you like story. I'm about gist. You like story, how Jesus walked on earth, Joseph the dreamer, all of those things, those stories, you like it. But when it comes to core doctrine, it's too boring. That core doctrine is where the fact of the gospel is. So that is why you will never find the true preachers of people that are preaching the gospel. They will, and they say they are preaching all these gimmicks that you are saying. They can never stay on their facts of their issues. They can never. They can't stand it. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to preach from their pistols. Because their pistols will expose their mistakes. So how do they explain when in Romans, the Bible was says he has given us all things. How do they explain that part? And they will not tell you to come and sow. How do they explain it? Those are called doctrines. So when we study the epistles, we are studying the explanation. So when Jesus told us in John 16 that I have many things here to say to you, but you cannot bear them down, I'll be in the spirit of when the spirit of truth shall come, it will reveal to you in all truth. What was the truth? The epistles. It's not revealing to you your exam scripts. Or, <laughs> or business principles. <laughs> well, the spirit of God can lead you, but <laughs> let's be guided. <laughs> Praise God. So it says, Wherefore, henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. Yet though we are not Christ after the flesh, henceforth, we know him no more. We don't want to see Jesus of the four Gospels anymore. We want to see him where our eyes and the, and the writers could not capture. Where could they not capture? They could not capture the fact of the death. They could not capture the fact of this barrier. They could not capture the fact of his resurrection. Ha! <laughs> the four Gospels only saw that Jesus went to the tomb. Jesus was buried. He rose again. That's all. The epistles 
gave us further insight. What happened when he died? What happened when he was buried? What happened when he rose again? Those were the facts there. You don't want to know? You want to know? Let's study. <laughs> Let's go. Now, look at something that Jesus did. Look at him in the four Gospels. Luke 10, 19. Look at Luke 10, 19. In the four Gospels. Forget we are studying the authority of the believer. Luke 10, 19. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Now, watch carefully. Jesus gave the disciples power of atonement. That is, go and use this on my behalf. I bless you, I will bless you. Go there, use this on my behalf. That was why when they saw a disciple, when they saw some people healing the sick sometimes, and they said, Master, but he's not part of us. How did he do it? Because the disciples knew that Jesus gave them the power of atonement. and of atonement. That is, if I say, Bro, Kosi, now come, go and do this on my behalf. You are doing it as my person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so that was what the four Gospels was all about. So Jesus and anybody that casted and worked miracles in the four Gospels, we are doing it as a power of attorney. Not that they have the power. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? Because they've not believed the Gospel. Don't think that those people that are in the four Gospels just believe the Gospel like that. That's why Jesus was doing teaching. Though. That's why I kept teaching. They've not believed. Don't say because Jesus was dead, they not suddenly believed. They believed after Jesus rose from the dead, though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. So Jesus gave his authority to his disciples. But the new creation believers, we are not a custodian of his authority again. We are not walking under the sent me. Look at something. Let's go to Romans 6. Romans 6. Romans 6, 3 and 4. It says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. See, identification. You know, Paul is a very careful writer. When you study the materials of Paul, you know that some people can write. He says, Know know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus. Now, a believer, the very moment you got born again, you were baptized into Jesus, into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him. There is something that happens to you as a believer when you got born again. Listen, there was a man that said something, and I love what he said. He said, there were a lot happened within the microseconds a believer got born again. You were buried, you were baptized, you were justified, you were justified. Everything happened. And it all happened at once. It's not renewing, you know. You know, supposed to do firstborn redemption. <laughs> Come and redeem your firstborn. <laughs> Stupidity. <laughs> anyway, it says, Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into his death. When you got born again, you were baptized into his death. That is, whatsoever happened to Jesus happened to you. If it did not happen to you, then you are not born again. Because you have to partake of what he did. 
to become born again. But luckily enough, he did it for us. So instead of us going through that pain, he made it an identification. So the easiest way for us to partake is just to believe. Are you guys, are you getting what I'm saying this morning? The easiest way for us to partake is just to believe. The gospel is not hard. Listen to me. You need a confused preacher to confuse you. They will tell you, come and confess, come and do this, come and do that, to be born again. That stupidity. Was a man just believe? That's all. That man was buried with him that day, 2,000 years ago. The guy got identified with what happened to Jesus immediately. So he says, we have buried with him in his baptism unto death. Now, look at what happened. He said that like as Christ raised up from the dead by his glory, even so, hey, even so, we should walk in the newness of life. Why? Because we also raised up with him. Look at Ephesians 1. Look, let's go to Ephesians 1. Let me, let me, let me show you more things there. Look at Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, 19. It says, which, verse 20, it says, in which he wrote in Christ Jesus, when he, set him, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and power, might and dominion, and in this heavenly name that is named not in this world and all that which is to come. Look at, take me to Ephesians 2, 6. Take me to Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Ephesians 2, verse 6. It says, And hath raised us up. How when were we raised? When Christ raised up from the dead, we too were raised with him. That was why they gave us a typo card in the four Gospels that when Jesus rose from the dead, the saints in Christ rose with him. So what happened to them is what is happening to us. So we were raised with him and we were made to sit in heavenly places together. So katizo, The Greek word there is so katizo, that means we're made together. Nothing can separate you. That is, he is not gomo like, you know there's still a space here. Brokosikom, you should know me. Brokosikom. This is what happened. You know, me and Brokosi now, by size, we are not alike. <laughs> so we cannot be together. But what happened to us is not that there is a space here, you know, there's still a space. It's that we were fused within. So when he rose from the dead, we were fused within out. That is what we call Socrates, that is together. That together does not mean in the Greek, it was not saying there was a space. In the Greek, if you study it in the proper context of the Greek, it means that we were in him. So when Christ was risen from the dead, he wasn't rising alone. He was rising together with us. He was rising together with us. And listen, he didn't end it yet. If he had ended it there, then we will say, ah, the work is not complete. Then he says, he made us sit where Jesus was sitting in Ephesians 1. So we were there now. 
So who now say you lose your salvation? So how do you explain that you were seated there and that suddenly fell out? <laughs> it says, we expect to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So where power is, where authority is, is where we are. So the believer's authority is in where we always be as at the time we go born again. Now, we receive the authority in him by virtue of identification. That is, whatsoever belongs to Christ belongs to us. That was why, look at 1 John. Look at 1 John. 1 John. 1 John 4.17. 1 John 4.17. First of all, is this Mary is our Lord made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so we are. Now look at something. Look at um there was something I want to show you in Romans where it says is in Romans 8:17, it says, We were joint yes within. So whatsoever Christ have, you and I have it, and we got it. If Christ has authority, it is, it, is, it is guaranteed for us. We don't need to start praying, Lord, give us the authority. You know, I remember some, you know, some years ago when we were crazy over, we want to do ministry, we want to do some things. Then that tell us, you need an unction from the Holy One. That's what they say. <laughs> you need the unction to function. Because if you don't have the unction, you cannot function. Because you need to acquire to aspire the desire you need to be quiet. <laughs> ah! Motivational speech has finished us though. They'll just come, they'll bring their iPad. There's nothing wrong with you holding an iPad though. They'll just come, bring their iPad. They'll say, you know, you guys need, I don't know, there's a level the Lord is taking you, and if you have not gotten it yet, it means you are still going there. They'll not be using rice for you to say, Chey, mm, mm, you just, mm, mm. No word, no Bible. <laughs> just, just, mm, mm. Just say, and you need to be raised. And if you are not raised, you cannot be praised. Because if you are praised, you will not be, <laughs> you will not be celebrated. <laughs> oh, we thank God for deliverance. That's the real deliverance. <laughs> so they told us those times. They say, um, if you want to. Serve God well, you want to operate on the supernatural, you want to do miracles, you want to do something. They say, You go bury yourself in your room, shut your door, lock it, let everywhere be dark. Let the Lord Himself come and minister to you. And what is your prayer point? Father, give me power. <laughs> ah, I believe it. <laughs> I will not lie, I believe it. <laughs> I wanted to. They say, That raw power in Azusa Street, we need to see it today. <laughs> I prayed it to Jay. I suffered myself, fasted. I got dry. Hey, all because of power. The Lord and boss. <laughs> but today, a believer doesn't need to fast for power. A believer just needs to come to the knowledge of what has happened to him. At the day God born again, you might say something. We are learning backwards. The very moment we got born again was there. Now we are here. We are learning what happened to us that day. 
we are learning what happened to us that day that we received Christ. The day we received Christ was the day we were seated with power. You will not be praying. Look at stupidity. You will not stay here and be praying for what you've already got. Uh, I know at Rome, I quote one book. It says, you've got it already. I like that book. You've got it already. So we'll never be saying, you know, as he's doing me now, you know, you got me some pastor, you have a dream. This is how it is to start. Man of God. Man of God. <laughs> I have a dream. And I was saying things. They'll say, oh, they'll size you, size you, size you. 30K. 30,000. Just bring it. We'll help you. But say, they'll say, you're fast. And they'll lock you up in the church. And your problem will be settled. So you two, you will not stay here in the church praying, Lord, deliver me. When you ought to go and walk and make money. <laughs> Lord, deliver me. Lord, deliver me. When you've already been delivered. Colossians 1, 12 and 13. We saw it last week. He says, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, where you are, it's where everything is. You only need knowledge to understand. So when you even want to pray, you will pray with so much knowledge. <laughs> the believer's authority refers to the act that God did in Christ Jesus and put in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now watch carefully. So, we see in that four Gospels when we are reading, and we say, No, we know man after the flesh, but henceforth we know him no more. Now, watch carefully. Christ in the four Gospels was Christ the anointed, but Christ in the epistles was Christ the exalted. And listen, he wasn't exalted himself alone. We became a few short of what has happened to him. Now, watch carefully. The authority of a believer is the one you've got the very day you receive Christ. Now, I want to explain something. How do you now use your authority? Do you want to learn that? How do you now use your authority? Now we have it. Have it. So how do I use it? <clears throat> Let's study. Genesis 2.19. Genesis 2.9, I mean. Genesis 2.9. Genesis 2.9. Are we following this this morning? Genesis 2.9. Oh, glory. It says, And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and God, and good for food, and the tree of life, and Adam, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Look at verse 10. Next verse. <clears throat> Next verse, please. Okay, and out of the rivers, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that place. I'm looking for, um, okay, I'm looking for, okay, verse 20, verse 20, sorry, give me verse 19, I mean, it was not 9, I meant 19, verse 19, sorry, verse 19 and 20, I'm sorry I didn't give you guys that. Verse 19 and 20. 
Okay, it says, and out of every, and out of Genesis 2, 19, it says, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the year and brought them to Adam and see what I will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, the Bible says, and Adam gave names to the cattle and all the fowls of the year. Now, listen, the believer's authority is such a way that even from the creation, God was using his words. Bible says, and everything he said and everything he made, it was good. And if you see, and you study Genesis 1, and God said, and God said, and God said. In Genesis 2, he now became another man mode, and Adam now started speaking. So what God said, Adam said. So authority is in words. Listen to me carefully. Authority is in words. Look at Matthew 4. Let's see Jesus. One who have a wrong read now. Let's see Jesus in Matthew 4, verse 1 to 10. Ma Matthew 4. Now, this was Jesus in the wilderness. And Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness and tempted of the devil. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he was afterward hungered. And the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that the stones be made bread. Verse Verse 4, 5, 6, and 7. Let's go. It says, But he said, It is written. Now, Jesus used the words of the scriptures to address the devil. He says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the world. The devil take it in. Now, listen, in this chapter, you will see that there was a battle of words. What the devil said, what Jesus said. What the devil said, what Jesus said. Listen, and listen to me. There was something that happened. Jesus always quoted from the scriptures. He never went outside the scriptures. So the scriptures are given for us to have words to speak. When you are not confessing the word, you are actually confessing your doubts. You are actually confessing your fear. Jesus replied, and listen, don't allow the devil have the final say. Always speak. Somebody tell you, you cannot make it, I will make it. And you, you even say like that, I will make it, I will make it, I will make it, I will make it. Make it. <laughs> Praise God. The word in the scriptures are not for us. Are for us. Listen, whatsoever he says in the scriptures are for us. He gave us words to say. The scriptures of the scriptures are inscribed with authority. Now, watch carefully. Let's see. Let's see. You know, I told you last week, I'm going to show you how Jesus rose from the dead. Do you want to know that? Now, see. Look at Matthew 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. He says, And in the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani. That is to say, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Now, this was Jesus going to the cross and speaking the scriptures. How where did he get that from? Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1. And to the shepherds, okay, he says, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? So the words of the scriptures that the prophets were writing, that is why when you want to study, you know, some people have an approach of the way they study Psalms. You know, I've been somewhere before and they told us, they said, if you want to pray on the water, you read Psalm, I think Psalm 35, then you use a sponge, you use a soap. 
to birth. So you first recite Psalm 35 on the listen. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> but the Lord will help us. <laughs> now listen. The scriptures, especially the Psalms and the prophets, the Bible says the Psalms and the prophets, we are written for Christ. Now, and to show Christ. And listen to me. What did Jesus do? Jesus used the words of the prophet as his yardstick. He never used any other thing outside what he has been spoken about him. So this was a word spoken in prophecy for him at the burial, at the death I mean. So when he was on the cross and he was tired and he was exhausted, he was still speaking the scriptures. He was still saying, ah my God, my God. He, you know the people were looking around and saying, what is he saying? But, he, but Jesus was speaking the scripture. Now watch carefully. Jesus was speaking this way. So words are symbols of authority. Words exclamates your authority. Now look at what was happening again. Look at what was happening again. Look at Mark 11. Mark 11. We are seeing Jesus. Because if we want to know how to use our authority, we need to see our prototype. We need to see who used it first. We need to see I did it. Because if we say we are like him and we are raised with him, we need to see I used it. Before we go to that stage, are you getting what I'm saying? Now, look at Matthew 11 14. And Jesus said unto them, No one can eat of this fruit thereafter, and the disciples ate it. Now, what did the disciples eat? Verse 21 and 22. Take me to 21 and 22. And Peter calling to his remembrance and says, Master, beyond the fig tree, thou causes to wither away. And Jesus answered unto them, Have faith in God. Now, because in the previous text, of text, there was something Jesus used this word to speak. And the disciples heard it and said, Ah, Master, we remember what you did, though. This thing has come to ground. Then Jesus told them, Have faith in God. Listen, no, don't go and think that Jesus was teaching them how to grow their faith here. Don't forget, the faith in the four gospels is a promissory note. I will repeat it again. No one has become a believer when Jesus was alive. So the faith in the four gospels was a promissory note. So when he was telling us in Romans 8, so how the faith come? Faith coming by hearing. So what is the faith Jesus was saying? He says, believe. Jesus was preaching to them at this point. So don't get it twisted and say, oh, so for me to get to a certain level of authority, I have to have faith. That was not what he was doing. Are you getting this now? Now, so look at Matthew, look at him. Look at Mark eleven twenty two. Mark eleven twenty two. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered and said, Our faith, okay, I, I left this place already. Now, see, what Jesus was saying is that you should know how to speak. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, he was teaching his disciples what happened to them. Now, look at Act 2. We want to have a long read. Act 2, verse 30, 23 to 35. We want to have a long read. Act 2, verse 33 to 25. Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 33 to 25. Now, see what was happening. Acts 2, verse 33 to 35. 23. He says, In either delivered by the predeterminate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye are taken by the wicked ants and crucified and slain. Now, this was Peter's first sermon in the book of Acts. You know, Peter will be preaching from knowledge. They studied with Jesus for 40 days. 
See, you understand what has happened. They've asked Jesus how it was. <laughs> you know now. When Jesus came, Thomas was saying, Me, I cannot believe you. I'm sure Thomas is broccoli. Me, I cannot believe you. Until, <laughs> <laughs> until I touch, until I touch that heart. Until I touch that heart. Jesus now saying, Blessed are those that see and they do not believe, or something I see that believe, and something like that. And when Jesus rose from the he said, Oh, fools. The Bible says he expanded unto them all the scriptures. And you should show that we ask questions. Ah, so what was now going on there? So what happened? Like, so you just came, you thought, do you mean that you just came out like that? Like, what what's going on? Now, Peter has already understand all that. I know when you understand all that like that, the first place you pour it is ah, oh, ah, let me quickly <laughs> let me pour it out. And this was his first preaching. Guy wanted to show them. I know what happened to Jesus. I understand. Don't you see? Let me explain something too. Peter, in this instance, could have stood and preached his experience and said, "Ah, that Jesus that I want to preach to you, I saw him raised up. I I denied him. You could say I hurt with him. <laughs> the funniest thing is, I will not tell him what happened in Matthew 16. I told him you are to Jesus." <laughs> but he never said that. Peter simply spoke on the preaching of Christ from the scriptures, not from his experiences. Now look at what happened. He says, "In being delivered by the predeterminate counsel and foreknowledge of God." That's another entire series. Foreknowledge of God. Ye have taken by the wicked hands and have crucified and slain, whom God raised up, having loosened the pains of death. Because it was not possible that he should be beholding of it. Next verse. Next verse. For David speaketh. So when he was telling us in Luke 24 that what was written in the Psalms and the prophets were concerning him, he wasn't making a mistake. So he says, For David speaketh concerning him and restore the Lord almost before my face. For he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Look at verse 26. Therefore, don't take it back. Therefore, did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. Next verse. Because, because thou will not leave my soul in hell. So when Jesus was in hell, he was still speaking the scriptures and clearing things that were concerning him. That thou will not leave my soul in hell. Not so far, the only one to see corruption. He was still speaking. He says, Thou will not leave my soul. Look at verse 26. But thou hast made known the ways of life, and thou hast made me full of joy with countenance. Next verse. Men and brethren. Look at, look at, look at how Peter addressed this point. He says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that is dead, both dead and buried of his sculpture with his soul today. Therefore, being a prophet, knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, that he will raise Christ to sit on his throne. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Seeing this before, speak of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did he see corruption. So when Jesus was in hell, he knew the scriptures. Listen, he did not know the scripture because he was Jesus. <laughs> the Bible says in Luke 4, 4 the Bible says he agreed in wisdom in knowledge <laughs> and he started with favor of God and man <laughs> don't say because it was Jesus he just, he, the scripture was just appearing to him like that no 
he studied. That is why a believer that does not know the scriptures will not understand. Because Jesus had to live like a man to show us our example. He was not trying to show us that he was God. He was trying to show us that God has now become a man. And man has now identified with man. Are you getting this? So he studied the scriptures. He understood the scriptures. When questions were thrown at him, he replied with the scriptures. In Matthew 19, they brought, the Bible says they brought the writing of the gospel to him. He said, have you not read that in the beginning it was not so? Jesus was replying them with the scriptures. Now watch carefully. He says, see this. He says, this Jesus has gone raised. Wherefore we are witnesses. Why were they 12 disciples? In case you want to know, they were 12 disciples because they need to attest to the fact that they saw the scriptures revealed in their own very eyes. He sent them to the world to show that I can see, I saw it happen. I saw that the scriptures were real. Not experiences. They were to preach that the scriptures were real. And that is still the same work we are sent to today. To preach that the scriptures are real. So now, Jesus rose from the dead by the Spirit of the Lord through the words he was saying. So when he got to Hades, he was speaking the whole scriptures. The words of the scriptures were given for us to speak. Now look at something. Look at something. Look at Matthew 8. Look at Matthew 8. Matthew 8, verse 8 to 10. And the centurion, sir, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. Hey. And thy servant shall be healed. Verse, verse 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh unto my servant, Do this, and he doeth this. Why? Because even the centurion servants understand the authority. And he told Jesus, speak the word. You are not speaking the word when you are speaking your fear. You are not speaking the word when you are speaking your doubts. You are not speaking the word when you are speaking your, 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 your situation. Your situation is not the word. I want to say that it is, it's not the word. We are not taught in Christ to speak our mind. We are only taught in Christ to renew our minds. You get what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I used to I used to give this example. I tell people that do you know that the very day you pray for money, eh? That Lord give me money, this like that. It's the very day you get one phone call that we ask you, do you have do you have money? The next thing you say, I don't have. And you just finish praying. <laughs> you just finish praying. And somebody just asks you, ah, can you help me with this money? Can't you just say, ah? <laughs> I cannot help you now, but I will someday. <laughs> it's better to just know how to quote your word. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Look at Mark eleven twenty three. What are the way to use your authority? Look at Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven verse twenty three. Hey, yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be 
see that move and be not cast to the sea, and be not cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he say shall come to pass. Look at the next statement. He shall have whatsoever he said. You can have whatsoever you say. You can have whatsoever you say. I expect you to repeat that statement. I can have whatsoever I say. You can have whatsoever you say. Now listen, when he was telling them about the mountain there, what was he saying? That mountain just means something you have authority over. You are a full-blooded or grown human being and have authority over situations. Your situations don't have authority over you. No, sicknesses don't have authority over you. Ha, it's your body. Sickness that that is just coming from somewhere will not come and compass your body just like that without your permission. Ah, that sickness dies today. Not here. Sicknesses. No, no, no. Tell me, it doesn't make sense. It's your body. Headache will not come. And just say, I want to just test you on your own body. <laughs> you know, you, you need to dare some things. It says in Mark 16, it says, Whosoever shall believe, and this side shall follow them. In my name, I will cast out devils. Ah, you don't need to be arguing with them also. As I say, go, I will not go. How <laughs> many of you are in this body? 22. <laughs> what have you done? I will not tell you. <laughs> That's not the gospel, man. That is just gisting with demons. The Bible did not say gist with demons. It said cast them out. Cast them out. Means expel them. Throw them to their place. So in the name of Jesus, you tell me to get out. They have no option but to listen. Who are, you don't know who you are. <laughs> they have no option but to listen. <laughs> so who say... <laughs> You know, I saw some people, they will not say, I will blow you. They won't say, I will blow you back. He <laughs> said, do your own, I do your own. <laughs> Demon will not say, Demon will not say, do me, I do you. <laughs> it does, it's just drama to me. Anytime I just want to lie, I just got to watch this video. Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> Listen, a medical condition that you do not permit that you woke up in the morning, you are yes. going through your own normal life. Your body started feeling feverish. You started saying, you know, this is how it works. The very moment you use your words to permit it, that's all. This is how it starts. The thing we first test you, you now say, I have cold. You have caught it. That's all. You catch it like that. When those things come, you see, the power of God is working in my body, infecting the healing and the cure. You use your words. I don't have this thing, and you start resisting. You start doing things contrary. But you know, as he's doing me, I can't even go to work today. I just lie down. I'm sick. That's how the sickness starts increasing. You have used your words to give it authority. And it stays. You don't know that we have dominions as believers. Look at it. He said, You shall have whatsoever he said from the words of Jesus. Whatsoever. If you say sickness, you have it. 
whatsoever anything you say you have it now watch carefully what has the scripture said about you your authority as a believer is that you have your words to speak you have situations you have challenges you are confessing your challenges instead of confessing the world how far have you I want, I want to say my mind I want to say it as it is since you've been saying it as it is have you seen the results we are not taught in Christ to speak our minds listen to me we are only taught in Christ to renew our minds I mean, I will say it though. I will say it though. Since you've been saying it, what have you gotten? It says you will have whatsoever you say. Authority is found in your words. Everything Jesus was doing, he was speaking. You tell me you get out, you sickness be healed. And Jesus told us, Mark 16. <laughs> it says, you will lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. Since you shall eat deadly poison, they will not harm you. You know, I like that's the scripture I like most. I know Sister Amy can testify to that scripture. I like that scripture. Whatsoever you eat, if you eat the same deadly poison, it will not harm you. And Paul now said, listen, Paul now said, eating, asking no questions for conscious sake. Ah, I like it. <laughs> I like that part. Ah! So I am eating with the cautiousness that nothing can happen. <laughs> because I'm dead. Oh my God. Praise God. He says you shall eat, you shall eat deadly poison. I needed to emphasize on that. <laughs> and it shall not harm you. Why? Because you know your authority. Sickness has no place in this room. We are believers. It will die. <laughs> that is the real die by fire. <laughs> that is the real die by fire. <laughs> situations, medical conditions, problems, hard situations. Ha! Cannot escape today. <laughs> Look at, let's be on our feet. Look at Max, Hebrews 11. I want to show you something. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 13, I mean. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. I will read the second verse. I will read, this, I will read the second place. Let, let me just have a look. He said, let your conversation be without covetousness, be with content, and such things as ye have, for ye had said. Now, for ye had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Now look at the next verse. So that we may boldly say. So the word of God was given to us so that we can have something to say. Listen, the word was given so that you can have something to say. Look at five. It says, for he had said, verse six, so that I may boldly say. <laughs> He said he has said something. So because he has said it, you have the right to also say it. That I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. What sickness will do unto me. What situations will do unto me. I can't fear. Because the Lord has said and I can boldly say. 
What has the Lord spoken about you? You need to confess those words now. Open your mouth and just confess positive things. Speak the word. Speak the word. Open your voices and speak the word. Confess healing rather than sickness. Ah, shata. Open your mouth and speak that that situation I'm going through is only for a while. Then I'm coming out of it victoriously. And let the Bereka the Satanaka the Dashata, the Boroto Susa Frikata, the Shelebereka the Deshatiga. Open your mouth and speak the word. Confess your reality. Eshata. Iparasuse ketash. Iletusatila reka. I'm seeing and it's like you have a challenge that you cannot talk about and I'm not going to tell you to go come out because it's not, I don't want to use word of knowledge or word of wisdom is not to embarrass people but I know the power of God is going to just meet you wherever you are you have a medical condition you really cannot talk about and you are here and you just be wondering how do I get through this how do I get through this listen I speak by your authority in the name of Jesus that the power of God is working in this building is working effectively 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 on that body effectively on that body effectively on that body right now in the name of Jesus right now in that body Shada Bate, Shila Jesus. Eto 
session with a friend two nights ago. And the situation seemed impossible. You were discussing and you were discussing, it was like you were complaining. <laughs> Listen, I have a word of the Lord for you. And I'm telling you that this week there is a way out. 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 You see, authority, listen. Authority is exercising your words. Mind the usage of your words. Don't say what loosely. Even to your children, don't say words that you will have to beg them and say, I'm sorry. Be careful. Your words carry power. He says, You shall have whatsoever you say. If you believe that Jesus spoke words and his words never fall to the ground, that is the same thing for you as a believer. Your words don't fall to the ground. Just appreciate him this evening, this morning, I mean. Thank him. Thank him because everything is working out well for you. Everything is going well for you. Speak the word that you thank him on your own. And everything is going well for you. Yeah.